0: Um, I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, uh, Our pastor Eric has become a friend of mine. Um, He is on the board of Unite, which is an independent organization in our city that was started by four senior pastors uh, uh, myself, and him, and two others. Um, And it's aimed at bringing unity. Through the churches in our city, and we put the conference on. If you came with John Maxwell and John Bevere, uh, we do already have next year's conference scheduled. With uh, we have uh, Robert Madu, Jeremy Foster, and uh, Craig Rochelle all confirmed for next year. So you can—I don't think tickets are on sale yet, but you can mark it on your calendars uh, for next September. But um, it's just been a joy to get to know Pastor Eric and his wife. Um, they're just so genuine, and and I—I I told him, I said, I want you to come speak at our church. I would like our church to meet you. And he said, man, I'll come. And, um, and then we were having this relationship series and I said, would you want to come? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in your relationship series with you. I mean, his name is love. I mean, it's his it's, it's, literally it's his name is, is Eric love pastor Eric love. I call him Dr. Love when I call him or text him, I call him Dr. Love. And, uh, and he is, he has worked with Val as a marriage educator. He's worked with the East Texas his abstinence program going into schools to teach on abstinence, and he is a father and a grandfather and a husband. He doesn't look old enough to have grandkids. I told him that. I want the water he's been drinking, um, but he is just—he—he he has become such a, a a good friend of mine, and I love to hear. And when we're in meetings and stuff, he—he's—he is a meek personality, but not a weak personality. Don't don't confuse those. Meekness is when you when you understand you have power, but you have it under control. And so many times we'll be talking around, we'll just stop and say, Eric, what do you think? And then like like the deep water comes out of the well, you know, like Proverbs talks about. And I'm like, why you didn't speak up in the first place? Like, why you been holding that? Um, and so... Um, but it's just an honor to have him with us today, jumping in our relationship uh, series. And so he's excited to speak to you. I'm excited for you to hear my friend. So will you, will you, I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up and give a round of applause for my friend, Pastor Eric Love, pastor of Church on Purpose. Man. Thank you for coming. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. We all give Pastor Marty a hand. We all celebrate him. Y'all have one of the best pastors in East Texas. Y'all ought to be excited for him. I'm excited. You guys can sit down. I'm excited to be a pathway people. I'm a pathway, I'm an honorary pathway people now, and I'm excited about that. Um, the hand of God is on pathway church. Would you would you agree with that? The hand of God is on this church. Come on, I got one clap. Y'all got one man put his hand up. Yeah, the hand of God is on this church, and I believe that God wants to do something so powerful and so unique with this ministry especially in the time that we're living in and I'm so excited to be uh, a part of this series it's a match you know I told them earlier I said you know uh, my name my last name is Love of course and uh, I teach an abstinence program so I go into the classrooms and I teach kids uh, the importance of saving themselves until they get married so here's my punchline: when I walk into a classroom uh, the kids don't know me and I tell them I said my name is Eric Love and I'm here to talk about sex yeah, that's kind of the reaction I get out of the classroom as well. They're like, you know, they're like, this guy, who is this guy? This guy's crazy. So uh, I w- I want to share something with y'all. Yo, listen, um, so Pastor Martin's been talking about relationship, and relationship is so cool. I I, I like I like relationships. I like building relationships, and I like connecting with people, and uh so relationships are so cool. Um uh, but I, I want to talk to you about you do, do you know when 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 God created man, I need I need a really cool man. Any really cool man who's who's married to a really cool woman, a really cool man. You're pointing right here. You're pointing. At, he's a him. This is a really cool man. Yeah. And you're married. He's married to a really cool woman. Y'all give him a hand. Come here. Really cool man. Y'all give him a hand. Come on. Come on up here. Come on up here. Because I, I want to show you this. Okay. So, so come over here. We're going we're gonna, to, for all intents and purposes, we're going to call you Adam. What's your name?
0: Adam. Mike.
1: And all this is in all intents and prayers, we're gonna call you Adam. What's your name? Adam. Adam, okay, he don't wanna, yeah, he's a Christian. He don't wanna lie in church, y'all. That's all. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, so check this out. So, so when God created Adam, what's your name? Adam. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna let him say it. He, might, he don't wanna lie in church. Okay, so, so check this out. Here's a cool part about relationship. When God created Adam, the, 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 the initial relationship was between God and Adam. Hey, man, what's up, Adam? It yeah, man, what, what are you doing? Yeah, down, up, hit it, and blow it up. You got it. Okay, oh God. <laughs> so, your really cool wife knows how to do it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so when God created Adam, check this out. God saw Adam, and God said to Adam, He said, He said, Adam, you being by yourself is not good. He said, "Not good." <laughs> Left to his own devices, Adam's going to tear himself up. So Adam needs a helper suitable. The Greek word is "ezerkinegdo," helper suitable. He needs a helper comparable. So what I want you to do is I want you to lay down right here. Lay down right here. Yeah. Can can you lay down right there? Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. The head right here. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, lay down on your back. Yeah, Adam. There you go. All right, so so here's what God does. God puts Adam to sleep. God puts Adam to sleep. Adam, on the count of three, you're gonna go to sleep. One, two, three. Adam, to sleep. God put, no, he didn't do it quite like that. I'm just joking. Puts Adam to sleep. Here's what God does. Now God comes along and God now takes a rib from Adam. Where's, 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 where's Mrs. Adam? Where's she at? Where's she at? Yeah, this her, come on, don't be scared. Y'all give her a hand. Give her a hand. Come on. Come on. Oh my God. She said, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, stand right here. Stand right here. Now, you okay? You fine? You're, she's okay. She's okay. <laughs> she, she's freaking out a bit. Like, oh my God. Okay, so here's what God does. Now, God takes a rib from Adam. God creates Eve. What's your name? Eve. Eve, she did it. She, see? <laughs> Adam messed it up, but she got it right. So then God now creates Eve. Check this out. Here's the cool part about relationship. Now, God wakes up Adam. Adam, wake up. Adam, get up, Adam. <laughs> get all the way up, Adam. Adam, you've been asleep a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Come stand over here. Now, now watch this. So, the first relationship was between God and Adam. So here's what God is suggesting to you and to me. That before you're in a relationship with her, the man must be in a relationship with God. Do y'all see that? Yeah, I appreciate the yeah thank you for clapping for that. that was really cool. Okay, so 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 this so before this relationship can happen this relationship has to happen now check this out here's a cool part adam was in the garden and adam starts working go to work adam go to work adam yeah adam yeah they, they yeah what is that the post hole digger what was what was what's wow adam i know they had one of them in the garden all right yeah, keep working, Adam. You're doing good. Yeah, you, yeah just keep. Uh, yeah, what kind of, I don't know what kind of tool that is. That's a hoe? Okay. Yeah, so Adam's working. Now check this out. Check this out. So here's what God does. Here's the cool thing about God. God wants the relationship to work. God, God is so excited about relationship that God wants it to work. So here's what God does. Here's what God does. Check this out. Here's the cool part. Then God takes Eve and he brings Eve to Adam. Doesn't this look familiar? Dun 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 dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, Yeah. He throws away all. Whoa, whoa, Adam. Whoa. Slow down, Adam. Slow down, big guy. Adam. Wait. Calm down, Adam. Okay. yeah, Y'all got to know, Adam's been singing for a long time, y'all. That's Yes, it's him and the Lord. That's all. So watch this, watch this. So this was the first relationship between him and God. Then she has a relationship with God. And before she connects with him, watch this. He knows his job. He understands that it's his job to be working. to, To all of those of you who are single in the room, be careful not to marry a lazy man, yeah, I will just wait on it. it's coming now, now listen, Adam threw away his tools, he threw away his stuff, but I'm sure he can go back and get it if he needs it, okay, yeah, okay, okay, he's got it. Watch this, so so check this out so then then God brings Eve to Adam, God designed relationships to work. God brings Eve to Adam. Adam says, Ooh-wee.
0: <laughs> bone of my bone.
1: There you go. There you go, Adam. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was wondering which version of the Bible you were. I am trying to go back and say, King James uh, New Living. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what version was that. <laughs> okay. He says,
0: Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh.
1: And and what you gonna call her? Whoa man. Whoa man, there it is. So watch this. So now, now they are joined together. Oh, y'all give them a hand. Oh, that's so sweet. Now they're joined together. Now now watch this. Here's the mystery. How do you take two people who are totally different? totally separate how do you take two people who like two totally different things he, he's an outdoorsman she likes being indoors his, his favorite food is chicken and her favorite food is beef wait a minute his favorite sport is football her favorite sport is I don't have one Whoa! Now wait a minute. God's got jokes. How does He expect two people, who one likes chicken, the other likes beef, one wants to go to uh, what's the one wants to go to Chicken Express, and the other wants to go to Cheddars, or Chili's. One wants to watch football, the other one wants to watch Lifetime. How do you take these people and cause them to live congruently together? They're in love, but they're so different. How do you do that? Y'all give them a hand. Thank y'all. I want to share this. Let's talk about this. I, I wish I could take credit for this, but Dr. Jimmy Evans, he presented the four foundational laws of marriage and they changed my life. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna like marriage until I married this beautiful lady sister Katrina love will you raise your hand? I didn't think I was gonna like it. Until I married her, we've been married for over 24 years, and so I, I thank God for her. But there, but there was there was a lot of things that that we learned along the way. That I pray that is a blessing to you guys. So I want to, if you guys, if y'all charged your Bible up last night, will you grab it and swipe to Genesis chapter two? Will you go to Genesis chapter two? I pray that this word is an encouragement to you because because I am so encouraged because Trina and I we are so different. We were so different. We come from different backgrounds. As many of you are you come from so many different backgrounds you like some some different things you you will have some things in common but the reality is is that is that is that opposites attract and so if God desires uh marriage to work because God never designed anything to fail and God invented marriage he designed marriage because marriage should be one of the most fulfilling institutions in your life and those of you who desire that there is a there's a push in our culture um, to get rid of marriage and do away with marriage and there's a push in our culture to say well you know if, if you want to just live together but that that's not that's Not God. That's not the way God designed it. God designed it. You know, you Beyonce said like this: if you like it, you better put a ring on it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, y'all get it. All right. So. Genesis chapter 2, let's look at the invention of it. Let's go all the way back to Genesis and let's see how God designed marriage to work. Now, these laws have been there the whole time. I didn't know it until I heard the teaching. And when I heard the teaching, I adopted these laws for myself. And when I adopted these laws for myself, that's when our marriage began to change. Our marriage suffered for many years. We suffered just because we didn't understand how to get over the differences. We didn't understand what it meant to be to become one flesh. We didn't understand it. We didn't have the teaching that maybe some people had. We All we knew is that we loved each other and we were gonna do our best to make it work. But we didn't understand that this thing, You listen, you cannot, you cannot, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot be married to somebody uh, for, for 20 and 30 years without Jesus' help. You need Jesus' help. Hallelujah, somebody who's been married for a long time. You've got to have the grace of God. I see you. He he pointed to his wife. She didn't see him, but I saw him do like this. (laughs) Genesis chapter 2, look at verse 24. Let's look at this. And, And Jesus said, he says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother. Moses, speaking on behalf of God, he says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And they shall become what? Say it loud they shall become one flesh and they were both naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed. Four laws couch right into this one verse. Four laws in one verse. The first law that we find you some of you guys already know it it is the law of priority Better say priority. Marriage only works in first place marriage has to be a priority. I'm, I can tell you my story because I, I'm, I'm close to my story for many many years of my life my marriage was not the priority my job was a priority making money for my family was a priority because that's the way I was taught I was taught I was raised by some strong men and they were providers so for me if I was providing for the family that should have been good enough if I was making money if the bills were being paid that should have been good enough what 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 are you arguing about what are you mad about the bills are being paid i'm making money the money's coming in but the reality was is that i had made my job a priority over my marriage because i didn't understand the first the first law of priority now check it out i started getting the teaching I started getting the teaching. Uh, I, I, was, I was hired by the Vile Marriage Program. I became a marriage educator. And so I, I started hearing this teaching and hearing these things. And, and so one day my wife and I, we were on the loop. And I, I, I looked over, we was in the car. I looked over and I said, I said, baby, what do you, you want to eat? What was her answer to me? Y'all tell me. I don't know. Whatever you want to eat. Well, I was lucky y'all have gone through that too. She was like, I don't know, whatever you want to eat. And so I'm riding. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. That's my dude right there. You know what I'm talking about. So, so I'm riding and, uh, and I'm thinking, I'm just like, okay, you know, uh, it's all good. You know, I don't care what we eat. So I asked her again. I said, well, baby, you know, just tell me what you want to eat. Well, whatever, whatever you like, you know, I'll buy you whatever you want. You can have whatever you like. I said, well, whatever you like. What, what was her answer to me? It doesn't matter. You know, just, just whatever, whatever you want. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. So I was thinking while I was riding, I'm riding, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay. And I started thinking, I had a thought. I said, a 10-piece chicken McNugget from McDonald's, Woo! golden brown fries. And this was the time when they did the $1 large sweet tea. Woo! That was it. I got it. So, you know what? And so I'm riding. I got it in my head. Okay, that's what I want. She's cool with it. You know, she'll have to get something from Mickey D's. We rolling. So we're going to go to McDonald's. And so we're riding down the loop. And this is a true story. We stop at a stoplight. Here's what my wife said. This is a true story. My wife looks over and she says, there's chilies." Here's what I did. Sure is. (laughs) Oblivious. I drive on. Drive through the light. We get to McDonald's. I pull up in the parking lot. I throw the car in park. I get out. I'm excited. Ten-piece chicken McNugget, golden brown fries, large sweet tea. It is on, baby, in my world. It is on. So I get out the car. I close the door. I'm walking to the front door. I get your door. Grab the handle. Look back. My wife's still in the car. I go back to the car, I open the door. I said, baby, what's, and she's, when I open the door, she's sitting like this. I said, baby, what, what, what happened? What's, what's wrong? The next word she said changed my life, messed me up. I, I consider myself, you know, a fairly intelligent guy, but I didn't understand this. I didn't understand it. When, when I asked her, when I asked her what's wrong, here is what she said. Here's what she said. Mess me up, fellas. Here's what she said. She said, I told you I wanted to eat chilies. <laughs> I said, no, you didn't. You pointed out the fact That chilies was over there. You did not say to me that that's what you wanted to eat. She said, Well, that's what I meant. So, see, if I want chilies, I'm going to signify by saying. At the next light, bust this right. <laughs> so, okay, I'm doing this priority thing. Okay, priority, okay, priority. I get in the car, priority, okay. So I, I go to I go to Chili's and I I get out and not, I, when I go to Chili's, sh- she gets out this time. Now she's happy, and I'm in the car like this. And I'm trying to figure this, figure this, this priority thing out. So a, a few weeks later, a few weeks later, we were in the car and, and it was kind of a similar thing that happened. And we were riding down the street. And I said, I said, uh, I said, baby, baby, what do you want to eat? What does she say? I don't know. Whatever you want. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> it's like I've been here before. <laughs> so I'm thinking about this priority thing. And I said, I asked her again. I said, I said, so, so baby, what do you want to eat? What was her answer? I don't know. know. Whatever you want. So now I'm scared. (laughs) We're riding. True story. I'm riding. And this time I'm riding and I'm listening. And this time she says, hey, there's chilies. Guess what I said? Because now I get it. Now I understand that in order for the marriage to work, it, I, I, I can't always have it my way. I can't always do it the way I want to do it. I can't always eat what I want to eat. If my marriage is a priority, then I have to I have to honor her and I have to honor what she's thinking. Because many times in a, in a relationship, the person that's the most dominant person is the person that typically gets your way. And the other person is kind of shrinks down to whatever you want. I was talking to a young lady. The other, I was talking to a, a young lady, and she was about to give up on her marriage. And my wife and I had been sitting with them, and we were working with them. And she was about to give up. She said, "I'm tired of my marriage." And I said, "Why are you tired?" He's a good guy, and then she said, "Well, yes, he's good." And I said, "Well, what has he done? Has he, has he been unfaithful?" She said, "No, he hasn't been unfaithful." She said, "I'm just tired. I want a divorce." I said, "Why do you want a divorce?" She said, "Because I no longer know who I am." She said, she said, every time we go out to eat, we eat what he wants. Every time we go to a movie, we watch the movie he wants to watch. Every time we go to carnival, we ride the rides that he wants. And I just I just I just give in to whatever he wants. And I said, wow. I said, listen, you you, the the issue in the marriage is, is there's a you you're breaking the first fundamental law, which is the law of priority. He's breaking the law of priority. Uh, a Part of the law of priority is law of sacrifice. What are you willing to give up for your spouse? There, there may be some friends that you have to give up for your spouse. Maybe some people that you're connected with that you have to give up. I know some, some, some people who um, this man has another lady who he considers his best friend. And he was not willing to give her up. And when I counseled with him, I told him, I said, listen, if you break this first law of this first law of marriage, then you're going to cause a, an extreme detriment to your to your relationship. And there's some people that you may have to give up for this particular law. Now, you guys have to sit and you guys have to talk and you guys have to determine, OK, is there something I need to give up for the sake of my marriage? That there are some people, Jimmy Evans, you guys heard him. He had to give up. He had to give up golf for the sake of his marriage. To save his marriage. Is, your marriage has to be more important than anything else in your life. Marriage has to be number one. The second law is a law of pursuit. Everybody say pursuit. So you leave your father and mother. That's priority. You have to prioritize. Leave father and mother. And the second law is a law of pursuit. That means that you pursue them with all of your energy. You pursue them with all of your energy. It can't be a fishing mentality. When you go fishing, once you you go out, you put the bait out there. Once you catch the fish, the fish is in the boat. Typically, we forget about the fish. And that's what happens a lot in, in relationship. But that's not the way God intended. God intended for that pursuit to be continual. He wanted that pursuit to always be continual. Ten years, you should still be pursuing each other. Twenty years, you still should be, should be uh, pursuing each other. Thirty years, still pursuing each other. He wanted that that, that law of pursuit to continue. So again, y'all, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this thing. My wife and I, we've been married, you know, almost, we was, man, 15, 16 years at the time that I started going through the marriage program and I was learning. Y'all, I was learning. I was learning. Y'all forgive me. I was really like, I really was. And I'm thinking about this whole pursuit thing. And so I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to pursue my wife. I'm going to pursue her. Ooh! I'm going to pursue her. I came home one day. My wife was sweeping the carpet. She was sweeping the carpet. We lived in a small apartment. She was sweeping the carpet. You know what I said? I don't want my baby. Sweeping no carpet. That's my bae. That's my girl. I'm going to pursue her. So I waited. Until our anniversary. I'm learning. (laughs) I'm learning. Bear with me. Don't try this at home. I'm pursuing her. I'm pursuing her. Wait until our anniversary. Our anniversary rolled around. I went to Walmart. Walmart. He said, yeah, I want my baby having a sweep of carpet. She deserves the best vacuum cleaner my money can buy. I don't want that that little rinky-dink $50, $59 vacuum. I don't want that one. That's not good enough for my baby. I want the $79 vacuum. That's the one I want. I'm working. I'm working on this pursuit thing. So I go get the vacuum. It's a true story. She's sitting right there. I I went and go get, I got this vacuum and I I brought, I put the vacuum in the car and I'm so excited. I'm on the way home. It's our anniversary and I'm so excited because I'm trying to figure this whole pursuit thing out. So I get the vacuum. The vacuum's in my truck. I get to the the house. I walk in and see where she is. So uh, she's, she's in the back room. Okay, so I bring the vacuum and I sit the vacuum right in the living room floor. Woo! Some of y'all know where this is going. <laughs> I called her. Hey, baby. baby. Hey, come here. Got something for you. She comes out of the bedroom. And she says, what? I said. She walks over there. And she looks at it And she said what's this? (laughs) I said, that's your present. She said, what present? I said, this is one of Yeah, and about, yeah I'm, I'm working. Thank you. One of your anniversary presents, and and so and so, I'm, I'm learning this pursuit thing. And, and of course, my wife was my wife was so offended that I bought her a vacuum cleaner. So, fellas, listen. Never <laughs> buy your wife. Okay, you guys get it. All right, so because I'm a practical guy. I'm very practical. You want to be a blessing to me, buy me something that I need. Buy me something that I, if, if you really, you really want to be a blessing to me, you really want to make me cry, like, like pay my mortgage. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I'll ugly cry if you do something like that for me. But my, my wife, my wife, her, her love language is giving and receiving of gifts. I, I didn't know that's why every time she went to the store, she brought me something back. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that, that, she was, that she was showing me what her love language was. She would go to the store, and every time she went to the store, she would come back, and she'd bring me something back. And, and she'd go to the store, and I'd come in my office, and there'd be something on my desk. I'm like, oh, okay, wow, that's cool, bag of chips. And, and I'd, go, I'd go in the bedroom, and there's something on the bed. Oh, she bought me you know, bought me a Snicker. Oh, that, that's, that's so cool. And then when I would go to the store, when I would come back, she would say, she would say what'd you bring me? And I would say, a gallon of milk. It's what you ask for. <laughs> it seems like I'm not the only one i has been in trouble before. But the law of pursuit is going after them with all your heart. Third law is the law of possession. The law of possession. It is what is yours becomes mine and what's mine becomes yours. One of the things that couples wrestle with a lot is that when, when you, you've been single so long and you, you've had your things divided for so long that when you come together, it becomes difficult. And sometimes you have, there's a fear of putting your money with their money. There's a fear of, of blending your life with their life. Listen, th- those, those are not her kids and these are your kids. No, these are our kids. Right. The children become ours. They're not, they're, not, they're not, this is part of your family, my family. No, no, this becomes our family. That's the law of possession. Is that everything, we we do everything together. And watch this, you also make decisions together. The one lady I told you about earlier who wanted to give up on her relationship is because he made all the decisions. And watch this, it wasn't always his fault. Because when she was given the opportunity that we learned later to make a decision, she always deferred to him. So in so many ways, she gave her power away. She kept saying, well, ask him. Whatever he wants. She said he would ask. And, and when, I, when we sat down and talked, he said, I, I would ask her what she wanted to do, but she never, made, she never would make a decision. So I just started making all the decisions. And now she's at a point where she no longer wants to be married because she gave up her right as an equal in that, in that partnership, in that relationship. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot. So the law of possession says what's yours becomes mine. What's mine becomes yours. And we share everything in common. We share everything in common, even our decisions. Um, th- never make a decision, especially a big decision, without your spouse. I've had to sit with couples who um, he went out and bought a boat and didn't tell his wife. Uh-oh. I've had to sit with other couples where she went out and bought a car. He comes home when there's a new car in the driveway and he's trying to figure out where do do we miss it? Where do we go wrong? Because they're breaking the law of possession. The last law, last law is a huge one. Some of you know it already. The last law is the law of purity. The law of purity is making sure that your bed stays undefiled making sure that you don't defile your relationship or defile your marriage. It is a law of purity. Now, now I, need, I need to be honest with you. I need to be honest with you. God's grace is still sufficient. And if two people, no matter what has happened in your relationship, if two people are willing to work together, if they're willing to to surrender and honor the Lord, God can heal no matter how incredulous the hurt is. God can still heal no matter how bad the damage has been done. God can still heal. But two people must be willing to work together. You must be willing to surrender and submit to God and submit to counsel. That that was a time that that my wife and I we actually we went, we had to go to council and we had to sit and we had to learn how to love each other all over again. We had to learn how to fall in love again. We had to learn how to talk again. That was one time I walked into my wife's room and I was figuring out this whole talking thing. And so I she was in the bed and I don't know if she was working on some crafts or something. What she was doing? I kneeled down beside the bed and I made up my mind. I was just going to be quiet and just let her talk. Because men, sometimes we don't want to sit and take the time to listen to our wives talk. I decided I was going to listen to her talk. My wife talks for 30 minutes. 30 minutes turned into an hour. I'm still on my knees. An hour turned into an hour and 30 minutes. Hour and 30 minutes turned into two hours. My wife talked for two hours straight. Two hours straight. Now, when she was done talking, she was energized. She was like, I feel so good. I feel so light. Me, I wanted to go stick a needle in my eye. (laughs) (laughs) But she felt so much better. But I'm learning. I, I didn't learn early. I didn't, I didn't get it. I, I, I didn't see healthy relationship pattern in front of me. If you have the benefit of having seen a healthy relationship pattern in front of you, you are tremendously blessed. You don't even understand how blessed you are to have that. But for those of you who are like me, you didn't have a good situation in front of you. Listen, it's never too late to make the right decisions. It's never too late to go back and change it. Never too late to go back and apologize. Never too late to go back and say, listen, I, we didn't start this out right, but we're going to finish it right. We're going to finish it right. Will you guys bow with me and let us pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are and who you continue to be in our lives. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we all have 100% a success rate in our marriage if we do it your way. So, Father, we pray now for every marriage that's in this room. And we pray for singles, Lord God, who will someday be crossing God, those arches of marriage. And we just pray, God, that that they not only honor you, but they honor the laws that you've set in place. Father, we pray for Pathway Church. God, we pray for the marriages that are here. And God, we know, Lord God, that a city that sits on a hill cannot be hidden. Father, we thank you that every marriage in this church is successful. We thank you, God, that the singles in this ministry are successful. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that there's gonna be such happiness and such exuberance, God, that's gonna come from this ministry. God, that couples everywhere are gonna be looking the pathways saying, How are you guys staying happy? How did you guys make it through the storm? how you guys, how are you guys so successful in your relationships? And Father, it's gonna be because of the heart of the man of God that you placed here, the heart to teach about relationship the heart to put relationship forefront. Father, we thank you and we love you and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Will you give the Lord a hand? God bless you.
0: it great to have Pastor Eric Love with us today. Such a a great word. And uh, why don't you stand with me?